Blog Talk Radio. And now, here's your host, William Powell. The king of DC media. Welcome, dear listeners, to another sizzling episode of the Inside Acting Radio Show. Tonight, my guests are director Fred Thomas and writers Kivalina Everett and Todd Anthony of the upcoming film Black and Blue, which is scheduled to hit theaters spring 2017. The film has a GoFundMe page. You can find that at www.gofundme.com forward slash black and blue. Here's a synopsis. Psychological stress weighs heavy on a black cop when the rookie's loyalty is challenged by the badge he represents in a predominantly white precinct within a racially charged black neighborhood he protects. So I have some bios here. Uh, One is of uh, director Fred Thomas. He is from Philadelphia. And he's a three-time NAACP Theater Award winner for Best Writer, Best Director, and Best Producer for his stage play 12 by 9. Todd Anthony is a young rising star. Um, He's been featured in various films, including one that starred Cassius Smith on TV One. The name of that film was Talk Oxen. And Kivalina Everett is a Philadelphia native, and she is currently an actor in Los Angeles, and she graduated from Penn State University. So I see they are on the line, so let me bring everybody on in. Good evening. Good evening. How you doing? Fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you, William. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. So, Fred, I'm going to jump right in. I'll start with you. So talk about what you hope to show audiences by directing this film. Oh, man. Um, definitely. I'm, I actually, I wrote the original screenplay, and uh, Todd and Kevalina wrote the short, and the story is by them. So they pitched me the story to, uh, to write the screenplay. Um, and when they came to me, uh, Todd, basically, it was it, some of the, the stories. Kind of the, the story kind of comes from uh, a relative of his uh, who kind of experienced um, sort of the sort of the same situation that's going on in the, in, the, in this piece, as well as I have as a, a, a young black male living in, in the city, as well as Todd has. And um, what we want to try to get across is that you know. There has to be – this is not a fad. This is happening every day. This is not um, something that's, that's that's temporary. This has been happening for years, um, yeah. over 100 years, uh, uh, since, the you know, the police um, the police force has been created. Um, blacks, you know, uh, black males especially have, um, you know, just always been stereotyped or, you know, looked down upon. And right now, as you know, it's, it's, it has escalated due to, you know, social media because people are being caught on camera um, doing things. So so this is nothing new. They're just, you know, it's just getting to the media. The media cover, is really, really covering it. The people are covering it. And, you know, we want, th- we want this story, um, this story is one of many. Uh, but this particular story, you know, we want to hopefully uh, show that there is um, 
a possible solution. Um, it, it, it we, we would like to see it as, I guess, our um, our way of saying, like, hey, maybe we can solve this problem if we take a look at both sides, and you know, and and we kind of maybe see through the eyes of the main character, Anthony, of how he would like to come to uh, bring both sides together. Um, and that's, you know, that's what we would like to achieve and, and just get awareness out there and, and save lives. We want to save lives. Yes, absolutely. So, uh, Kivalina and Todd, I want to jump into, there's a lot of history behind this. Like, for example, like the, some people say that the police kind of came out of the slave patrols and then also there's this whole thing with the Second Amendment. Even the Second Amendment, there's even an implication there that, that, that really historically it was basically for a certain group of people and that maybe that uh, people of African descent, that the Second Amendment doesn't always apply to them evenly. So, uh, Kivalina, I'll start with you, and then Todd, you can chime in. Talk about some of the history behind this issue and, and how you brought that to the writing process. Um, well, it's Kevalina, like Kevin. Oh, oh, sorry. No, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Um, so basically, I mean, just like Fred already talked about, I mean, this has just been going on for years, and like a lot of the, the stuff with our, our culture and us being African Americans, it's it's goes all the way back to slavery and a lot of stuff that you're going to see in the film pretty much touch on touches on that like the whole black on black crimes and the whole um white people or though i would say the, the white race just not looking at us as um as black people as important as they are so i mean like i said it just it just goes back to slavery and it's i feel like as storytellers it's our job to shed some light on that and, and like Fred said, to raise awareness so people can see that this stuff is never changed and it's time to make a difference. It's time to stand for something. Um, I feel as though the um, laws that have been set up since the beginning of time were never meant for certain people to succeed in. Um, mm. I think with slavery, it established it established a certain mindset for our race, unfortunately. Um, and I think the way America has um, kind of boxed us into certain communities and privied us to certain, um, I won't say laws, but privileges um, that another race may may have that we don't have we're already at a um, disadvantage. So we're already from, from beginning, from when we're birthed, we're at a disadvantage as far as our skin color is concerned and as far as the type of communities that we have to uh, raise our children in. Um, and unfortunately, when you're, the story kind of touches on that, where we're trying to, we're trying to show that we're already – we're already put in almost four walls that seemingly is impossible to get out of and only a select few mm. make it out. And so we're trying yeah. to show that most 
with the, with the example of a character named Mike Mike. He's a he he represents that young black male um, who is whose back is against the wall. He he feels as though he doesn't have any choice but to to do wrong in order to make a step forward. Um, but we're trying to show the justification in why a person does what they may do. Not 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 saying that it's right. But we're just trying to show that in in a person's mind, they can feel justified because they may have a situation going on at home or they feel as though the only way to get out of here is to do wrong for a little while until I can start doing right. And sometimes mm. because they've never, they've never even seen a different way. Like nobody ever was in their life to show them a different way. So it's like if you if from childhood, if you was only if you was only showed this way, you're only going to do that way. So that's a, that's that kind of ties in with Mike's story. Like he don't know any better. No one no one ever showed him anything different. So he only know that selling drugs and doing illegal stuff or being in the streets that's the only way to get by because he's not educated. Mhm. Yeah. And and it's um right. it, 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 it's it's I'm sorry. Yeah, it, it's funny that uh you 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 brought up the Second Amendment because when you when you look at the when you look at the amendments, um, and when you even look at the uh, the second, you look at the, the the fourth amendment. You know the, and you you look at when Rockefeller put in um, uh, the uh, what is it called the no knock bill. Um, yeah. Yeah. When uh, you know your cops can pretty much kind of just come in your crib if they think you're doing wrong. Like this, there's so what's so crazy that there's so many layers to this because it seems as though the law has been um, twisted or tweaked in certain ways to kind of, you know, suppress and oppress black people. Um, mm. it, it searched it, even uh, also Rockefeller had the, uh, with the, uh, the stop and frisk um, laws yeah. that they implemented. Like these are things that, you know, really kind of harped on, harped on us and have, have been plaguing us. Like the police have used these things, to say, well, we broke into the house because we heard, you know, he or she was a drug dealer or he was walking down the street, he was looking suspicious, so the law says I have a right to stop him because, like, these are things that have been used against us um, for all these years and right. these laws have been abused. Um, and they've, they've, they haven't worked for us, they have worked against us. And so, you know, once again, it has just exploded uh, with the history of just, you know, all the things that have happened to, you know, um, black males in the street, black females in the street, and, and up until now. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just time. You know, it's it's time. I think this story has, along with a lot of other stories, have been pushed to the side and buried, and uh, Hollywood don't want to hear that, And but it's not about Hollywood hearing it. Right. It's about the people hearing it and the people telling their story. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. As you were talking, I was thinking even about the the whole open carry business. I mean, that was kind of this ironic that how it's being used now, but then years ago it was basically, I think the Black Panthers kind of started that trend. Yeah. And you have all these anti-gun laws. So I I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Fred, uh, let's uh, lighten things up a little bit. Talk about – now, I know you're casting in the DMV area, and then you're shooting in Philly. So talk a little bit about um, 
what makes a successful audition for you? You know, when somebody comes in that room, you know, what are you looking for? I'm looking for the people to know the character. Like they they took time to, to, to study the script, to study the lines, and to bring something, uh, bring everything that's there and something that's not there. Um, and, and be fresh with a performance and, and, and just, cause you can just tell somebody took the time by just how, you know, in, in their speech, in their, in their emotions, um, and, and just, uh, you know, just being able to take direction if, you know, I say like, all right, well, try it this way or, you know, put a little spin on it, be open to, you know, add a little something on something in addition right there on the spot and I think that uh, that makes a you know that makes a good actor and an actress. So uh, that's that's what I'm looking for. That's what I'm usually looking for. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Kevalina, uh, I, w- I want you to get a little more into uh, the writing process. I mean, what talk about how you you take scenes in your head and put them on on paper and have that confidence is going to be something that's going to Blow people away when it gets on screen. Well, I mean, I've always been a very passionate storyteller. So, I mean, um, you know, just being an actress and writer, I've always felt like it was my job to tell stories that was meaningful, that would that would pretty much change lives or at least get people thinking about something. So um, with this story, me and Todd actually got together one day and was just like, let's just start writing. It was just so much stuff going on in our city and, and just in our world in general. And we just, just put our ideas together and just literally got it out of our head and just start writing on paper. And honestly, we didn't know that it was going to turn into this. Like, like Fred mentioned, we started out just doing a short on just, a black cop and at that time it was literally called black male (laughs) and we were just talking about the Mm. life of a black cop and how it was hard to be a cop and 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 try to also just be a mentor in his neighborhood as well and just we just talked about the different and it was also a love story too so we we really are honestly at that time was just us, us about telling a message about black love about what this what was not being told, you know, in the police force as well as our community. And then um we had we we played around with that for a while and then we felt like we felt like it deserved more than what we gave it. So, we you know, we we we, we pr- honestly we prayed about it and we both just agree that we needed to turn this into something bigger because we knew that we had a great story and we knew that the, not saying a short film circuit wasn't big enough. We knew that we, it could do more if it was established into a feature film. So, um, I, I mean, the process for us, honestly, is just yeah. getting those ideas out. Like, don't keep them in your head. You got to put them on paper. It doesn't matter what it looked like just get them out because a lot of times you may have a really powerful message and you just, if you don't do anything about it, how are you ever going to be a voice, you know? So I I think my job is, like I said, just to be a storyteller and to create content that really, really allows people to really think and grow from. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Todd, walk us through some of the key characters in the film. Um, 
I'm sorry, say that again? Yeah, just walk, talk about some of the key characters in the film. Okay. Uh, well, one of the, the lead character, uh, Anthony Johnson, uh, who's played by myself, is the African-American cop. Um, and basically, he's the, he's the catalyst to the whole story. He's the one who witnesses uh, injustice on, on the police force as well as the community. And he's, trying to, he's the one who tries, you know, really tries to figure out how can the two sides be bridged back together um, you know, not I won't say necessarily like they were in the past, but you know it was it was better practices in the past. We knew um, the local uh, police, some of the local police officers that patrolled the neighborhood when I, you know, when I was a kid, I remember that, or even having that one-on-one communication with police officers. So he's trying to get community and law enforcement back to that point and bring some understanding on both sides so that so that nobody feels um, that they can't be trusted. The cops can feel trusted and the community can feel trusted. Um, so he's what he's that key character. Um, then you have um, Sable Johnson, who's his, his uh, wife. Um, she is the feisty prosecutor. She, rep, she represents the um, – uh, I'm sorry – Defense, defense, yeah, prosecutor. I'm sorry, yes, and uh, she's the uh-huh. one who represents um, a lot of a lot of the cases that goes on. She represents a key case, actually. Um, Anthony, um, his uh, childhood friend gets gets killed, which actually starts off the the story. Um, but and she and she represents um, she's she's the prosecutor in the case against the cop who did the killing. Um, so you had that story going on as well as just the scope of the whole spectrum with, with the police and community in general. Um, and then you have Mike Mike who represents, like I said, we said earlier, um, that kid um, in the inner city community that feels as though he, he doesn't have any choices um, and he has to make these bad decisions, so to speak, in order for his family to eat or in order for it to take care of his family. So he's the one who provides a little, insight to the outside world that might not be a part of that community he provides that understanding um not like i said not justifying it but just giving understanding as to why some people feel as though these are the only choices they have um and then i would say another really key two other really key characters um one is is jameson um who's really who starts off the story he's the one who actually kills um anthony's friend um, and then I would say um, Lieutenant Davis, who now he's that he's the officer. He's an African American older officer. He's from the old school, but he's the one who turns a blind eye to things. Mm. He's the cop who says, "Listen, just do your job. You're already black. You, now you're an officer, so do your job. Get your pension. Don't worry about what goes mm. on. And then retire." He's that cop. He's the one who sees some things but turns turns his uh his eye so he doesn't have to get in the mix of things. He doesn't have to get dirty. He just needs to do what he needs to do um in order for his life to be okay. Mm. So we're trying to so we you see you see where I'm going? So we're trying to tell stories yeah. of it's not just it's not don't get me wrong, we we know what the story's about, but it's not just white cops. There's some African American cops out there too. 
Um, but there's also that that character, that cop that says, okay, I am a cop, but I'm seeing, I'm living in the midst of all these events that are taking place. How can I be silent? Which is a lot of what the argument is now today of how can cops be yeah. silent, the good cops be silent. So we're trying to tell all of that. So those are some really key some really key characters. Um, there are other, you know, essential characters as well yeah. in the story, which is like Anthony's father, who's a retired officer. He's the one who saw too much, and he really couldn't mm. take it. You know, he really – and he didn't want his son – secretly, he didn't want his son to be a cop. But he's the one – you know, he worked with Davis in the old school. So Davis represents one type of cop. Anthony's father rep- represents another type of cop. And then Anthony represents a whole nother, a whole other cop. So it's it's – it's interesting. It's a very interesting take, um, like I said, on law enforcement um, as well as community. But, um, again, the story is really created to um, to create healing in both communities and, and hopefully, you know, provide some type of solution or or better understanding to to uh, push forward to a solution. Um, so so those are, like, again, so, so, again, those are some of the key characters. Hey, wait, no, can I just no. add? Go ahead. Hey, yeah. William, can I piggyback something uh, uh, Kevalina said um, sure. about uh, there's a love story? Because yeah. there is. There's a, there's a love for uh, – Anthony has a love for his wife. He has a love for his community. Um, and he has the love of being a police officer. He has a love of the police force. Mm-hmm. And – I think that's very important. Um, that love he has for all of these things, which he wants to, he wants all of them to exist together right. in harmony. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Okay, so Fred, uh, we're gonna stay on you here and talk about how you settled on, or who settled on Philadelphia as being a, a filming location. Well, we're from Philly, so there's no other question. <laughs> there's no other answer. <laughs> we, I mean, I, we we had we we had we had considered um, shooting in Dallas for a whole another reason because we were working with some some other folks at the time. Um, okay. But Todd and Kevalina, you know, like they said, they prayed on it, and the realization was like, "Yo, what are we what are we doing?" Like the story. The story is all over the country, but we can really tell the story at home, and we have the resources at home, and we, you know, we can take everything we know and have at home, and 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 use home as the foundation, and that's, yeah, yeah. it was a no-brainer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's a great city, and then of course, you know, the actors are going to be. I guess it could be pulled from anywhere, but I know that uh, a lot of the casting is going to be down here. DMV area, was there a particular reason why you were looking at uh, the DMV? Um, well, we were, we were, we're open, you know, to being as we're on the East Coast, and we know how it is. It, it's hard to yeah. find uh, good talent. So, you know, we just didn't want to um, just restrict it to Philadelphia. So we kind of just, you know, broadened our, our scope uh, because we will be bringing, we'll be bringing some actors uh, from LA, you know, into the city, but you know, we have to have, you know, Philadelphia people play. We have play, you know, be, be in this thing. We have to have, 
you know, uh, East Coast folks, whether D.C., you know, Maryland, New York, we we have to have that East Coast um, feel to it, too. We definitely have to have the, the city of brotherly love feel to it. So, um, yeah. but it's about fi- finding that good talent because sometimes, you you know, you might have to, you might find that person, you know, somewhere, you know, up in uh, Towson or somewhere, you know, or, or right. uh, you know, Upper Marlboro, Merlin. Uh, you just never know. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, God, I just, uh, oh, so then I was thinking that um, you should talk a little bit about how actors can send in their, their reels and their resumes. Okay. Kevin, uh, you want to chime in? Yeah. Um, okay. We are casting right now a lot of roles, so the actors can submit their uh, reels, their resume in headshots to blackandbluecasting at gmail.com. Uh, we are looking at the tapes. We um, we already had some submissions. We got some really, really great talent who's already submitted. So we are excited to see what we find. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, and oh, I, I remember now, um, Fred, I wanted to ask you about, mm-hmm. uh, is this a union shoot? Uh, is, it a, is it a SAG, you mean, shoot? Yes, SAG, yeah. Yeah, it, it will be SAG. It will be SAG. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yes, thank indeed. You, yes, thank indeed. You. So, uh, basically, um, now, I know this movie, I think it's going to have a real a real strong impact. So, we got to talk about uh, distribution. So, what what's the plan? So, it's going to come out in the spring of 17. Is it going to hit the, the festival circuit, or is it going to... You know, what, what's the plan at that point? Yeah, I mean, the plan is to, this type of film um, is along the lines of a a crash in a Fruitvale station. Um, so mm-hmm. we want to definitely go the festival route first. Um, and then the plan is to go theaters and then, uh, you know, video on demand as well. Um, but definitely festivals because, of the type of story it is, and it's it's international, so we want to hit that that circuit first. That's good. That's that's really good. Yeah, I'm really excited about the film. I think it's a very uh, important film in in this juncture in history. So uh, we're getting near the end of the show. So uh, uh, I guess I'll start with you, Fred, and then we'll go Todd uh, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Kevalina, uh, just talk a little bit about uh, how fans can keep up with you on uh, online. Yeah, um, definitely. Uh, first, let me say, uh, if anybody's, um, if we would love for people to to, to come on board and um, and and donate if they can, uh, whether it be a dollar or a hundred dollars, um, because we're financing this project ourselves. Uh, because um, you know it's 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 not a project that you know studios are jumping at right now, and you know the only way to get things done is to get it done yourself. So we have a GoFundMe um, uh, a platform a campaign that we're running, and yeah, we would love for you to, to go to the GoFundMe uh, uh, site and and look up uh, Black and Blue the feature film and donate what you can and spread the word. Um, and uh, we would love for you to do that, and it would be greatly appreciated to help us get this this project dan- done. And uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, D E R F S A M O 
H T, which is Fred Thomas backwards, Thurf Samat. And um <laughs> <laughs> Instagram at uh I am Fred Thomas Junior as well as uh ww dot twelve by nine the stage play dot com. Nice. Okay, Todd. Um Oh yeah, and and just so you know, the the GoFundMe link. Just so people are confused, I know you said it at the top of the show, but it's www.gofundme.com forward slash black in i n blue black in blue. Um, but uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, Twitter at underscore Todd Anthony, which is my first and last name, and then Facebook. I'm on at, at Todd Anthony as well. Um, and then you can follow our the actual movies. Uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook, all under Black and Blue Film underscore. So okay, Kevalina. Um, you can follow me, uh, Kevalina K E V A L E N A Everett E V E R E T T. I am under all social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. My first and last name, and um, also I just want to put out there. Uh, if anyone is interested in the film, learning more about the film, they can also go to our website. Our website, we do have a website. It's blackandbluefilm.com. Excellent. Yeah, and let me shout out uh, Crystal Lee Brown for uh, help setting up this this interview. I know she's a yeah, friend of the show. Crystal. She's going to be on yes. the show again here in the near future. And like I said earlier, I'm just really excited about the film, I, and, and I really thank you, uh, you guys, for uh, coming on tonight and, and really not only talk about the film, but just also being so knowledgeable about, you know, the history of this issue that is so frustrating, and and you know, being able to come on and talk about these things and and use art to to to, to affect change. Right, thank right, you. Right. Art, hey, art is life. Art is a reflection of life. So, you know, why not? Yeah. Yeah. Well, definitely thank you, yeah, William, for having you. us. Appreciate it, man. Big time. Thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, we thank you. appreciate you for having us. All right. Okay, y'all. Well, y'all have a blessed night. Okay, right, cool. We'll keep you posted on that premiere, baby. Yep, <laughs> absolutely, man. I'll be there. <laughs> okay. All right, be good. Y'all, y'all have a good one now. Okay. God bless. God bless. All right, folks. Uh, remember to do something for your career every day and break a leg. Good night. Looking for a show to see this weekend? Look no further than DC Metro Theater Arts. They've got reviews, Q&As with actors, and much, much more. Visit dcmetrotheaterarts.com That's dcmetrotheaterarts.com Under the dark you pacify me Hold my breath Take me down I won't fight Beat of my heart, you drum inside me Somewhere my dance Makes a sound no one can find I never met anyone like you 
You're 